Welcome to COVID-19 Chronicles, a DA podcast series. We want this podcast to be a place where all Mountaineers can share their experiences as we all navigate our current situation. In this podcast, we'll talk to students, professors, professionals, and everyone who wants to share their story about how COVID-19 has affected their life. If you'd like to share your story, click the voice messages link in the show notes and submit a voice message. Hello listeners, I am Abby Smith, podcast contributor for the DA, and joining me today on this episode is University President Gordon Gee. Enjoy the episode. Hello President Gee, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast today. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to be here, Abby. <laughs> I'm grateful to hear the human, uh, human voice with human kindness, as a matter of fact. Uh, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but before we begin, in case there are some people who aren't students listening, uh, would you mind introducing yourself? Yes, well, I'm Gordon Gee, and I'm president of West Virginia University. All right, so um, my first question is, what were your first thoughts when the COVID-19 event started to unfold? Well, I think, I think initially that uh, we weren't quite certain what the, uh, what the nature of this was going to be, but, uh, but you know, having... Uh, Having a daughter who is in public health was the secretary of was the secretary of health and hospitals for the state of Louisiana. She started telling me early on that this was uh, that this was going to be much uh, more more challenging than I think anyone thought at the time. And um, so we started raising concerns here at the university. And as you know, we were one of the first to react by closing the institution in the spring and moving to online and. Um, I think that that's proven to be a very wise decision for both our students, our faculty, our staff, and, and for the university in general. I would totally agree. Um, so how has this pandemic been affecting your office and the president's office's work specifically? Well, you, you know, I, I've i told everyone I'm, I'm a Luddite. I mean, I do enjoy all the technology. You know, I have smartphones and iPads and computers and all the other kinds of things. But, but all of a sudden, getting into what, what my students do, which is kind of this continuing ability to be able to connect with each other. I've never been involved with that, but now here we are today, Zooming and, and <laughs> talking and uh, things that I've never done before. So, so um, I, you know, I've been, I've really been in a total lockdown. I joke about the fact that, and I guess it, partly because of my age, I'm in that vulnerable uh, age category. The, the uh, people at the university have, uh, got me behind you know there's a fence around Blaney House and <laughs> armed guards and guard dogs and drones overhead they've got me dressed in an orange uh, an orange jumpsuit they're not going to let me out uh, whatsoever and so that so uh, but but what I've discovered is the fact that one can run a university um, effectively not as effective I, I think as, as the nature of human contact but just in terms of efficiency you know, t today's an example. I, I started at 9.30 uh, Zooming, and I will be through um, with the Big 12 meetings about um, 8 o'clock this evening. And so there is an efficiency to it, and I don't have to leave my, I don't have to leave my kitchen or my office uh, to do so. But at the same time, I have really very rarely seen anyone uh, connected with my office over the last uh, six to seven weeks. I will say to your defense that this is definitely, even growing up in the technology era, this is something that I've never experienced before doing work like this online, you know. Oh, Abby, you're just being, you're just being nice. You're just, being <laughs> nice. 
make an old guy feel uh, feel cool. But I, but no, I mean it's 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 been a it's been a tremendous learning experience, and I am, and I think that it will change the way that we do our business in the future in many ways. Um, you know, I have always felt that. Uh, and I joke about the fact that, you know, that I'd bring people into the office, we'd spend 15 minutes talking about them and about their lives and about their family and then have my meeting and then another 15 minutes and now they've got me scheduled every half an hour. I, I don't have much time to chit chat, but um, <laughs> I, miss, I, I miss that part of it very much. And of course I miss the students, you know, I, my, my really my saddest moment right now is the fact that we're going to have to do this virtual commencement. and. Uh, one of the the payback time I tell everyone uh, for those of us who are in charge of the institution is commencement when we see those families and all those students and the joy that comes from this. But um, we're going to make it fun and um, and those who wish to come back, we hope large numbers of them do in December. We'll have yet a an in person commencement for them. So, with the announcement of summer courses moving online. Has the university begun working with the faculty on the full transition for online learning for that? Well, you know, we 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 had planned uh, and executed the Normandy invasion in two weeks. By that, <laughs> I mean we uh, we moved from in person to online totally uh, within two weeks. Uh, kudos, congratulations, unbelievable! Uh, those are all the words that I can use for our faculty for having made that transition. Sometimes people are accused that universities move very slowly. When, when put to the test, uh, we can move very swiftly and did so. And obviously faculty are, and, and I spend a good deal of time talking with faculty as I do with students uh, and um, through, this, through this pandemic. And uh, I find that both faculty and students are still working their way through to the optimum way to deliver online. There will never be a replacement for the on-campus, in-person um, uh, intellectual opportunities, and I and and maybe you've heard me say this before, but I believe that much of the important learning that takes place at the university takes place outside the classroom. It's those mm -hmm. conversations with friends, it's the late-night pizza <laughs> um, uh, invitations, it's all of those kind of things, and so that can't be replaced. You cannot. In the end, you cannot have the same experience in your pajamas as you can in person. But, but, but saying all of that, I think that we are working very diligently to make sure that our students are receiving the very best academic experience possible. Mm -hmm. So what are some of your thoughts on uh, self-isolation or quarantine? And how have you been keeping busy and staying connected with your friends and your family during this time? First of all, I hate self-isolation. I mean, I, 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 you know, I've started talking to myself, and I'm not very interesting. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it, you know, it's been a real experience for me. I, you know, I am one of the most social of people. Uh, always have been. My daughter jokes about the fact that my idea of a quiet evening at home is to have 400 people for dinner. Um, but uh, so it's been, uh, you know, it's been challenging. But, but, but the nice thing about it is the fact that I've learned to be reflective. Um, I've learned to, um, I do a tremendous amounts of reading. Um, I've even started, I, I'm not a great television watcher, but I've even, I've even, um, started watching a few, um, a few shows on television. I watched all eight seasons of, uh, Homeland and, uh, which was, uh, 
uh, an interesting show and one I, I, I love these spy thrillers and a variety of other things. Daniel Silva is one of my favorite writers uh, and does does some of those. So I so I mean it's 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 brought a different um, a different rhythm to my life. But you know what I do Ed, is I get up in the morning do the very same thing I do. I work out. I um, then I get up. I get dressed. If you if there was a picture of me right now, I'm I'm in my bow tie. You know I'm, I'm dressed. <laughs> I try to keep a lot of discipline in my life. And uh, and from that point of view, it, it's not different. It's just the fact that it's done in isolation. Yeah, I think it's definitely important to keep to our schedules and our routines so we don't feel too out of whack when we get out of this. Absolutely. I think that I think that, that is, is, is critical is for us to keep up a, a routine. Um, now, you know, I live in this house alone because um, um, Mrs. Erickson, um, my fiance, is in, um, is in Florida. And so, and, but, but, you know, we do have a couple of people who come to the house every every uh, day uh, except on on the weekends and so I do have some social contact but it's uh, you know a big house rattling around it's kind of uh, it's a little lonely but but you know I make up for it with a lot of conversations with people from within the university and outside alumni and friends uh, so I'm constantly on the telephone or constantly zooming <laughs> Uh, well, I know you touched on this a little bit in your last answer, but do you have any recommendations for entertainment, like books, movies, or shows, anything you're doing? Oh, yeah. I, well, I just mentioned Homeland, didn't I? So <laughs> I so, but, but, you know, I've been doing, I, I, as I say, I, I've always been, a, been an avid reader, a lot of it because of the fact that I grew up without television or a movie theater in my little hometown. And so reading was really the, the respite from, uh, from anything else. And, uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, I've been doing a lot of uh, reading. Um, I did a little thing the other day on what are some of my favorite uh, uh, favorite books, uh, A Team of Rival Rivals um, by Doris Crins Goodwin, I think is one of the greatest books on leadership. Um, uh, there's a new book out by Eric Larson about, uh, about Winston Churchill, um, which I'm just uh, getting into. Eric Larson wrote... Uh, Devil in the White City is a fabulous writer, um, and um, finishing up a, a biography of Ulysses S. Grant, uh, fascinated by that period of, of history, uh, uh, plowed through uh, Mary Beard's birth book on um, the, the Roman Empire, uh, a great one-volume history of the Roman Empire. So, you know, so there are, a lot of, there are a lot of great things, but as I say, I mean, I enjoy good mysteries and good uh, Good spy novels. I mentioned Daniel Silva, but I also enjoy uh, John Grisham and his, uh, his his novels. I'm a lawyer by training, so I enjoy those legal thrillers. And and uh, and then I read I read the, I read the news. You know, I read the I really read the Wall Street Journal. I obviously read the the states newspapers, including the Dominion Post, but I read the Wall Street Journal and the, and the New York Times and the Washington Post every day. So. I try to keep myself very familiar with the the state, local, and national and international issues. So I have to ask, because in many of your posts from home, mountaineers have gotten to see your bow tie quilts in the background. Yes. Can you tell yes. us a little bit more about it? Yes. Well, you know, I, uh, I, I've told everyone that I have well over a thousand active bow ties. By that, I mean, uh, I, you know, I have these racks in my... Uh, in my bedroom 
and it really looks like a mosaic. I mean, they're, they're absolutely beautiful, um, all of these hanging there. And, um, but then I had another thousand over time that became, um, as I say, I retired them. And uh, so I decided to uh, turn them into uh, quilts for my granddaughters. And the one you see behind me is one of the quilts made up of those bow ties. And it's mm -hmm. beautiful. It's, it's beautifully done. Uh, and uh, I get a lot of comments on it, but I, but I love it because it's, it's very personal to me. But yet it's, uh, it really is a, a, a piece of, uh, of art. Uh, very Appalachian-centered because of the quilling history in, in this I, state. I was going to make the joke that it's a lot like the t-shirt quilts that yeah. get made yeah. up your old t-shirts, but it's it's very Gordon Gee in the way that it is bow ties and not Yeah, ties. yeah, it is it is that. There's no doubt about it. And uh, and I just, I, uh, someone made me a mask with a bow tie. I sent that, sent a picture of that out because I, because I want to encourage everyone to wear a mask, but you know, um, <laughs> a mask with a bow tie. It's a little difficult, but I'm trying to figure out how that works too. <laughs> so uh, there was a board meeting on May 1st. Uh, yes. We discussed some of the decisions that were made about the fall semester and how that's yeah. going to be affected by the pandemic. Yes, well, first of all, we made a, made a determination that we would not raise tuition in a time of where 30 million people are out of work in this country um, and in a time in which we want to make sure that our students are able to afford and, and, and come to this institution, we determined that uh, this was not a time to raise tuition at all. We did, we, we did add a few dollars onto our housing costs, but that simply to keep up with the inflationary issues. So, so we felt number one was to keep our, to keep our tuition absolutely flat, and that's what we're doing. Secondly of all, we are um, moving toward opening up in the fall, but it will be a different opening. You know, last year we were all there cheek to jowl and celebrating and uh, having fall fest and a variety of other things. I think that we're going to try to do as much celebration as we can, but the celebrations are going to have to be somewhat different because of the fact that uh, we're going to have to be, be aware of social distancing. We're going to have to think about masks. I was just talking uh, today, uh, with our vice president for university relations, and they are preparing a welcome, welcome back kit, which will have well, you know our WB uh, flying WB mask and, and some other kinds of things. So we're going to uh, we're going to be enthusiastic uh, about having our students back on campus, but we want everyone to be safe. And then, then obviously, um, you know that it's not simply about students, but we have a range of faculty members in terms of ages and uh, you know ending up with a with a 76 year old university president and mm -hmm. um, and so we have to be cognizant of the health and safety of everyone affiliated with the university but i do believe that it's important for us to move toward an in-person opening for two reasons i just think that that educationally and, and and substantively and culturally made sense secondly of all um you, you know, this university represents so much to the people of the state in terms of hopes and dreams and, and opportunities. We need to rekindle those hopes and dreams. And I think one of the best ways to do it is to make sure that we are um, in some uh, enthusiastic fashion open in the fall.
I, I would agree. Are you guys examining um, some options regarding like large lecture hall classes? Oh yeah, I think, it, yeah, we're, we're looking at all those. We're doing a lot of scenario planning, but for example, uh, in the large lecture hall, which we don't have, we don't have a lot of um, large classes, but we do have our share for freshmen, as you know. Mm -hmm. So what we may do, we may put those online so the kids will take them uh, from their, um, from their, uh, uh, residence hall rooms or whatever uh, we may uh, you know we may break them down into smaller uh, units we may have have large lectures online and then then um, an opportunity for students to have tutorials well you know this will change the way that we do our educational enterprise now you know one of the things Abby that I think though is that we can't view it as as stringing stringing things together we constantly have to have as our polar star how what do we learn from this and how do we make the university better because of mm -hmm. it and i do think that uh, for example i think that uh, what the coronavirus has done educationally is it's accelerated the changes in education by 10 years you know mm -hmm. maybe maybe 10 years from now we would have been thinking about doing some of the things that we're doing right now but now we have to do it and so that acceleration of the learning of, of the living learning um a teaching environment i think is going to have a dramatic uh, impact on the way that we continue to uh, do our do our work as a university and i think that that's good i think that it just uh, it, uh, it 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 makes us um, it, it makes us more agile by necessity, and that I think is an important component of leading a university right now. So I, I know you're still in Morgantown, and you haven't gone out much. But have you looked out and seen my my dad just recently went to Morgantown to take care of some business. He's a WV grad, um, mm -hmm. but he went there and he was like, even I stayed in the summer when I was when I was a student, and it, it wasn't comparable to how empty. And how quiet it was now can you see that from where you are how oh yeah no it's it's uh, you know as i say i live right in the center of the campus and mm -hmm. it, it's it is very quiet i uh, you know i can get out and yell in all directions and i don't hear any response but mm -hmm. it's uh yeah yeah i mean it's uh I, I do i do feel in fact someone mentioned this to me um the other day when I was talking with them by phone that, that I do feel the rhythm of the play starting to pick up I think as we start doing these lighter reopenings a variety of other things and then and then you know a number of our restaurants and others have uh, made uh, made uh, food to go available and I try to do that once in a while I, I do a crazy thing I just get in my car I did it yesterday I don't do it very much but I just got in the car popped in and and drove for a while I just think getting out and um, in in the environment is good and uh, and, and then um, I probably ought to do more walking outside but uh, every time I walk that someone stops and wants to talk to me and uh, so I don't get a chance I don't get a chance just to lope around as much as I'd like but um, that's probably a healthy thing to do too is to take advantage of nature you know there's not you don't have to social distance from the birds. <laughs> yeah, I, I will admit that that going, getting in my car and driving around b back in Parkersburg is one of the things that just gets you out of the house and you can roll the yeah. windows down and you're alone. <laughs> it's nice for a little while. And listen to some, to some great music and all that. It's just, it's just, it really is, it really is, um, it really is uh, affirming to do some things like that, isn't it? 
Mm -hmm. During the year, it's very obvious that you try to stay connected to students and campus life by going out and talking to people. I've run into you definitely a couple of times, and I've seen that you've been trying to stay connected to students online through Twitter and other social media, but is there anything you'd like to say to any Mountaineers listening uh, wherever they might be in the world right now? First of all, anyone who wants me to talk to them, I'll be happy to talk to them. <laughs> if, if you get lonely and and you're tired of uh, you're tired of living in your basement, give me a call. But uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, or, or text me, let me know what's going on. But I, uh, yeah, I I think that um, I actually think that this has been um, an affirming time for our university in this sense. Um, that I think our students have taken seriously the need to um, to do what they are doing in terms of their isolation, their family connections, a variety of other things. I think that by and large they're taking their their work seriously in in class. Um, I hear from faculty and others monitoring this that our students are lively and participating, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, I, I think I think though that, that the lesson that I would um, Right in part to students is that uh, what what we've learned is the fact that that that, that things can happen that there is no certitude and I don't mean that negatively and it means that one has to learn to be very um, to be to be able to to deal with change and that is very hard it's hard for for old people it's hard for young people change is very difficult and uh, and yet the ability to be able to, to learn from change to be to be able to learn from change and then to make the changes that will help you continue to do well in what you're doing this is a this is a this is a you know this is a snapshot this is a moment in time this is not the way life will always be this is not the way that life will um, continue to be but the way that I think about it is that people will never go back to the way it was. Mm -hmm. I just think that that's impossible. They're the old normal. Um, many people say we're going to be in a new normal, and I think that that is definitely true. But I, I really look at it um, even more uh, starkly in the sense that I think we're going to be in a new world. I think that I think that this has brought to the fore um, a number of um, a number of issues that we need to deal with changes, uh, um, patterns of economic reality, so many different things that we really do need to get our arms around. So I think that the acceleration of change is going to be felt by all of us. Mm -hmm. Well, that's mainly all the questions I have. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, first of all, I miss everyone. Let me just <laughs> we, say this to anyone. To anyone. Oh, I miss you. I really do. You know, one of the things that I, one of the great joys of being me is the fact that I live on this campus and I'm out and about and seeing students and uh, and so I look forward to seeing you back. I may, I'm, uh, we may all be wearing masks and may not be able to give as many uh, hugs and high fives, uh, fives as we'd like initially, but uh, it really, it really is, um, you know, the university is made up of really talented people, faculty, staff, and students, and the sooner we can all get back together, the better off we're going to be because I think we'll continue to fight this thing, but we'll learn from it and learn how to deal with uh, these kinds of issues. So I miss everyone. <laughs> Let's all sing country roads around the country and around the world. We'll do something like that, okay? 
All right. I, I definitely think it'll be good for fall. Uh, we can take selfies from at least six feet apart. So you still have uh, Well, that. yeah, I'm good at that. I'm good at anything. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Abby, wonderful, to, wonderful. And thank you for uh, taking the time to talk to me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye now. You too. Bye. For all of you guys listening, please, please, please submit a voice message. The link is in our description because we want to hear from all of you guys and how you're dealing with our current situation. I'll talk to you guys soon.